Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. So tell me, is it safe for any Rivian owner to update their software now? Yeah, I want to look. I will tell you, I will be the first. I have no doubt that Rivian has fixed the process. Um, like I said, I don't think you, you, you don't, you're, they're not going to make the same mistake again. I, if they do, I would be extremely surprised. Hello and welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. As we know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of technology involved with electric vehicles and a more beautiful, heavy emphasis on the software and how it can really make the experience of an EV unlike any other EV on the market, but of course, probably pretty different from ICE vehicles. So when software updates come over the air, typically it's there to improve your experience. But as we know, sometimes there can be some snafus, some hiccups along the way. So today we have back on Jose Castillo. So welcome, Jose. It is great to see you. And you are a Rivian software and hardware expert, basically. And you dived into an episode recently with Kyle on a bit of a snafu with the software update. So we've brought you back. Thank you for your time to give us another update. But before we get into all that, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. Oh, no problem. Thank you, Francie, for having me. And always a pleasure to join the uh, Out of Spec uh, podcasts and videos and all that. And you know, as a as a as a fan of uh, out of spec, it's always nice to like feel included and, and be invited to to talk about this. I I wouldn't go as far as say Rivian software hardware expert. <laughs> I would say uh, you know that I'm a, a huge fan of the brand. You know, I'm loyal to them. I, I enjoy what they do, and um, you know, my background personally is in software development and and whatnot. So I um, I appreciate where they're coming from, and and you know, really. There was no one Rivian themselves was not really good about tracking software. Um, even today, they're not that good about it, right? They'll occasionally send an email like, "Hey, here's some you know points to share." And I mean, most companies, right? You Tesla, same thing, right? They don't really like have a page or, or something dedicated on their website to talking about different updates that they've done and what's included and all that. And so, I wanted to create something. Just for the community to be able to to happen, kind of that's how Rivian Tracker was born. Was kind of like, hey, let me let me put this together, and you know, it may be just for me and like a couple of people, but slowly it's been growing, and uh, and 
that's what that's you know it's really exciting to see what they do. No, that's really cool. Thanks for that um, kind of insight into the background of how Rivian Tracker was born. Because yeah, you might not see yourself as an expert, but compared to me, you know, you you do follow the, the changes, which is really nice. Yeah, of course. And it's really great to be able to have folks like you onto the podcast and to just like talk to and collaborate with because it is such an ever changing space. And there are little niches where folks can get like a lot of the in depth information and then be able to communicate that to other people to whether it's just I don't even own a Rivian, but I want to know about it, or I do own a Rivian, and I need to know what's going on here. So I think efforts like this that are, you know, I don't know if grassroots is the right term, but like, yeah, you like the brand, you like what they're doing. And you do have a background where you can understand what's going on. And then the communication still is to say, hey, here's what's going on, too. And you're tracking it. So thanks for bringing that value to the community. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I wanted to kind of back up a little bit and just in case someone hasn't watched the previous podcast or didn't get the download on what happened a couple weeks ago with Rivian. But so I thought you could help us kind of check our recollection about what happened and how bad it really was. So there was essentially a Rivian software update that, you know, typically people just like, yeah, okay, come on, let's have a software update. Let's see what they did this time. And then, as you said, with Kyle, it kind of got stuck at 90% for an hour, longer, 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 and then the update failed. And it seemed to be more of an issue with the infotainment system, like the controls in the cluster, but that the cars were actually still running. Is that kind of what happened? Can you help add some color to that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, Rivian, um, they release, you know, new software updates every month. Uh, you know, as far as I've been tracking, you know, we're constantly on kind of a 30-day cycle of new new software updates. And some software updates may introduce, you know, brand new features that are super duper awesome, uh, such as, you know, uh, a better route planner integration or even like Halloween mode in October, right? And trigger stuff like that. Um, but some of them and most of them are, you know, bug fixes, behind the scenes tweaks and whatnot. And so um, the update, which was uh, 2023.42, uh, was scheduled to be released. Uh, you know, we, you know, we had internal. There was internal tracking, internal, sorry, internal testing done by Rivian. All of that went flawlessly, from my understanding, and all that. And so, you know, typically between eight to twelve days from the time I report the release notes for the internal betas is when they publish the software update in batches to owners. Mm-hmm. And so, twenty twenty three point forty two begun rollout as any other update does, right? And, um, but very quickly, including myself, as we started installing, you know, I, I want to be one of the first to get installed. I want to report on it. I want to make sure that it's working. You know, I'm, I'm not on the beta software or anything like that. I'm like every other Rivian owner out there, like I'm running this, you know, in real time, like everybody else. And so, um, I want to get in there. I want to know what's going on. I want to get video footage of the new stuff, et cetera. This update wasn't particularly exciting by by most accounts. Uh, you know, it had bug fixes and, and minor improvements and all that. But started rolling out, and just like you said, people started uh, seeing that it would get stuck at about ninety percent install. And uh, you know, an hour passes by, and, and typically Rivian updates take a long time to install because um, unlike let's say Tesla where they kind of just install a new update or a patch over the existing software. Rivian, as of right now, at least as of today, they kind of rewrite the whole operating system into the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So that's why these updates can take upwards of 75 minutes sometimes uh, to install, which 
it, it's not the most convenient, right? Especially because if, like you're hoping to get an update done and you're like, you want to be on the go. So I always tell people, if you're going to do an update, do it at night when you're home, when you're about to go to bed and your truck's charging or plugged in or whatnot, uh, or if you're at work, just any anywhere that as long as you know, the next couple of hours, you're not going to be going. So yeah, we were hanging in there an hour, two hours. People started posting on social media that they were hanging there and nothing was happening and other people were reaching out. And then suddenly we started seeing the software failed. And so people were getting error messages on their app and then they would go to their vehicle and see, hey, uh, this software update was un unsuccessful. Uh, please contact Rivian for assistance. Um, okay. I mean, that makes sense. Sure. You know, sometimes updates fail. Blah, blah, blah. What really started being interesting about it is you couldn't like reinstall it, right? There was no way to force to install it. Um, and then, like you said, when you would go to your vehicle, the infotainment screen in the center of the, the car was kind of stuck in a loop. It was like rebooting. So occasionally you'd have the Rivian logo pop up and then lock. And we just continually do that. So you couldn't access any of the controls through the center screen. Now, the driver display that sits in front of you was working, you know, so you were able to see speed, your hazards worked, your turn signals, the wipers, all that worked. No map or anything like that, no energy graph like that, but at least the car was, you could, the basics worked. Um, and so uh, immediately, oh, <laughs> I reached out to Rivian and um, uh, said, hey guys, you know what's going on? And Wasim, who's the vice president of software at Rivian, uh, posted on the Rivian subreddit over on Reddit um, that they had determined that there were some issues and they had pulled the update. Um, mm -hmm quote-unquote said that someone fat-fingered it that is a uh, <laughs> terminology uh oh and then so as we learned more it was pretty much if a wrong build right of that software went out to the public it was an internal build that that was that was internal like whether it worked or not i don't know huh? like, the build went out to users and um per rivian it was a small number of people affected um I, I, you know, from base on the data that I've been able to find and all that, we're seeing upwards of about 1,300 vehicles that were affected. Mm -hmm. um, it was, I wouldn't say a small number, but it isn't the whole fleet. And I know plenty of people who were like, yeah, by the time I got to my car and my app had told me the update was ready and I got to it, it, it would disappear, right? It wasn't there anymore. So, like, clearly at that point, uh, Rivian had pulled it. So, that's when, like, we all started kind of panicking, figuring out, okay, what's going on. Yeah. So that is pretty interesting because I remember kind of the worry there was that this wouldn't, it might be that the fix would require an in-service appointment because we didn't really know what was wrong. Rivian didn't really have the best communication, I'd say, because what do you think about going to Reddit first to deliver this kind of information that someone fat fingered it when it turns out the whole, you know, the, the wrong software system update was sent out? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, so you know, as I, you know, I hang out on the on the Rivian subreddit. Of course, I'm, I try to be wherever I can for Rivian because I want to get the information. Um, I do not think at all that was the right platform to go to first, um, and I think a lot of people can agree with that and attest to that. Um, especially, I think the bigger issue is not that they went on Reddit and posted because okay, fine, you want to do that, that's fine, but. Send out a communication or something after that, or a push notification to the app. 
The problem is we went many hours into the night, into the morning before we actually got an official email communication from Rivian saying a small number of people were affected by that, right? Regardless of the number of people, there were users who were affected. Um, a lot of owners were concerned to drive their vehicle. They didn't know if it was going to suddenly break down or explode or whatever, right? Like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and so it took a long time for me to say, it is safe to drive your vehicle. Like, it's, there's no harm, uh, but we are working to fix it. And yes, at that point, um, Rivian had pretty much said, we don't know if this is going to require you to bring your vehicle in for service or if it's just going to be a software update. It doesn't. It's like, oh, crap. Like, what? Like, we're here. Like, they've, they've really screwed up. Like, we're going to have to bring in the vehicle and get some physical hardware fixed, right? Yeah. Only, like, the, the only thing I have with my mind is I know how, like, right now, there are way more vehicles on the road, Rivian vehicles than the service centers can handle. I cannot imagine having to add that on top of this. Oh my gosh. It no, sounds like a nightmare. It did sound like a nightmare. And I think because of the vagueness of not only the issue, but the communication really didn't help Rivian owners or kind of the appearance of the communication that's coming. And what brings what this brings to mind is that with you know, it's great to have all this software. It's a software-oriented part of the industry, right? It's very clear. But you know, to make sure that any software updates are somehow not linked to the actual utility of the vehicle, even if something goes wrong, like sure, infotainment system is keeps rebooting. But if I need to get to somewhere in the car, like that's why I have it to get from point A to B, that that is somehow built in. But I'm sure with some, I don't know, snafus that we don't even want to imagine that could be affected. But here it wasn't. I mean, how how much of a pressure do you think it puts on that aspect of the business where it's like, of course, we have these cool, amazing features of EVs, but they need to inherently do what they're supposed to do, which is drive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was recently talking to one of my buddies, Nathan, and uh, we, he's, he's in the software development world and all that. And I think one of the things that we both agreed on hardcore was what we learned about this is that at least Rivian had the, at least the mindset and the thought process and the foresight to say, hey, at least the driving and the safety mechanisms of the vehicle are separate, right, from everything else. And that kind of reassured us a little bit, like, okay, good. Like, if Rivian does, God forbid, screw up the hardware, the software release again, and I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we've learned our lesson. You know, you get one mistake in my, my book, right? Like, I feel like you get one one chance, and um, and then that doesn't happen. You can't, you can't have the same error happen again, but at least should but happen again. Uh, we have we have in place that we know that uh, that the safety systems are separated, and so it kind of at least brings a little bit of of, mm-hmm. of peace of mind to know that yeah, if my infotainment system doesn't work and I can't even control my air conditioning because again, yeah. all controlled via screen, um, thus proving the point that virtual air conditioning. Controls are not good. Physical controls, right? They're better. That's uh, my opinion. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is uh, it just? It's you know, it's just it's inconvenience more than anything, right? Yeah. So it it just really does go to show you that. Though. 
Yeah, can't have all the eggs in one basket. And I mean, no. there is totally the tactile, not only the tactile appeal of having buttons and stocks and levers and all that, yeah. and it, but then also, yeah, you lose functionality when it might not even be part of really what the problem is, which is an interesting aspect of this. So we were worried about how it was going to get fixed, but now we're here. It's December 1st, by the way, happy December. Um, a nice Friday. <laughs> but so how did Rivian go about fixing it? And what was the timeline between the the issue and then the fix? Yeah, for sure. So um, Rivian, you know, at this point, Wasim and the Rivian software team uh, did communicate throughout the day, um, you know, and, you know, kind of bring us speed on, you know, or the team is hard at work. You know, from my understanding, um, they were working through the night, through the morning, trying to figure out how can we resolve this without having to have owners bring their vehicles physically in. And all this brings to mind is an analogy of like, you know, I've seen like TV shows and movies where like an Apollo capsule or like a satellite, right? They need to like remote into it and try to fix the nation. It's like, okay, we can't physically get to it. How do we do this remotely? How do we do that? So um, Rivian, you know, uh, reached out to the affected owners, including myself. We had conversations and they were like, listen, um, we think we have a patch that can fix this. Um, and we want to roll it out to a couple of people first to make sure that it works before we roll it out to potentially 1,300 owners, right, that are, like, affected by this. And so I was like, okay, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's let's give it a try. Let's, cool. let's see what happens. And so um, within, you know, 30 minutes of that conversation, I had an alert on my phone that said, hey, you have a, a new update out, 2023.42.02. And, um, and so we tried. We installed it. And... Anxious, you know, anxiously waiting, right? That's like we're like okay, going up the percentage, and we get to that ninety percent. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? And I think the concern really was the system is kind of stuck rebooting and in a loop. Mm-hmm. How is it going to successfully install software over that? Because mm-hmm. you know, imagine if your iPhone was stuck or your phone was stuck and like like just constantly restarting. How do you install a software and like how do you do that? without physically, you know, plugging it into something, holding down a few buttons, whatever. And so um, we got very lucky that the update worked. Um, as soon as it finished installing, I rushed out to my truck in the garage. I checked it out. Everything, all the screens came on, took it for a drive. Everything was working fine. And um, and I was very happy to see that. I reported back and said, hey, this worked. Other people reported back and said, yep, it's working. We're, nice. we're, we're you know, we're, we're the ball is good. And so um, shortly after that, later that day and into the next morning, uh, Rivian rolled out the 0.02 update to everybody who was affected. And, um, and, you know, but again, this is where communication is key. Um, one of the issues that some, users were, some, some owners were encountering is it would still throw an error in the app saying, you know, un- unable to install. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a fake error because if you clicked OK, it kind of overrode it and the update still installed. But like immediately people were panicking and like messaging, you know, right. It's (laughs) like they're messaging on X or on Discord or wherever. And they're like, oh, my God, this it's not working. But it's like, yeah, no, it it happens. Click OK, continue. But like these are the things where like I wish they just had communicated. And so like. This is where I kind of find myself in a position to like, okay, I don't, I don't claim to have a big audience or anything like that, but I want to let as many people know who follow me. And I think the people who potentially like 
subscribe to Rivian Tracker and follow, you know, on social media and all that, they're probably the more hardcore owners, right? They're not your casual uh, Rivian owners. They're more like, okay, I want to get the software day one. I want to know what's coming next month. Yeah. Like that. So they're probably a little bit more tech savvy, I would, I would assume. Um, so they kind of like navigated. Um, but yeah, the update rolled out and installed successfully and we were happy and, and, and we all lived happily ever after. Okay, wow. good. <laughs> uh, then, then just to touch base on that, a couple of days, maybe a week later, um, Rivian did re-release the full update for everybody else. Okay. Um, this time it was 2023.42.01. So it was actually like a version before. Hmm. Um, and that pretty much was just like a hot fix. So that was the, the release to everybody uh, who's able to install it. And, uh, okay. and, and that worked, of course, there were still some people who had errors and stuff like that. And I think <laughs> this update was just cursed, right. In some way <laughs> yeah. you know, from the beginning to be like, some people had errors. Some people had to get on the horn with Rivian service to help repush the update and whatnot. But I think for the most part, no, no vehicles were like permanently bricked okay. as that I've heard of. And, and the update did eventually install for everybody. Okay, major. So, so tell me, is it safe for any Rivian owner to update their software now? I, yeah, I want to look. I will tell you. I will be the first. I have no doubt that Rivian has fixed the process. Um, like I said, I don't think you you, you don't. You're, they're not going to make the same mistake again. If they do, I would be extremely surprised. Like, and then at that point, we can take our pitchforks out and we can riot because, right. like. But everybody makes mistakes. I've been in software development for years, and and mistakes happen, and and and, and it sucks. I get mm -hmm. that. I have seen a lot. I've seen a lot of mixed bag of feedback out there, pretty much saying, "Oh, I don't trust Rivian, and I will not be installing this, an update anytime." You know, I'm going to wait a week before it installs, or or, and then there's yeah. others like me who are like, "Yeah, we're still going to install that second it pops up." Okay. Um, yeah, kind so, of like this was a one-off. Yeah, I think it. I honestly do think now, you know, God forbid, I hope we don't end up having it. I mean, I always love to come back on the podcast and chat with you, but hopefully <laughs> not about another software error uh, anytime soon. But, you know, um, I know that um, as of this this conversation today, uh, the next update, which is 2023.46, is currently being tested by employees at Rivian. And from my understanding and from what I've heard from folks who have it, um, it, it's been in installed flawlessly. Everything's working good. So, um, as long as Rivian does not make another mistake in releasing the wrong version of something, which yet I do not think they're going to do again, yeah. I think it's safe to say that uh, go ahead and install the software update. They're they're important, right? You always want to keep your devices up to date, and uh, and the Rivian vehicle is no different than that. Amazing. Yeah. So that's good news for for everyone. Because I, I mean, on the point of, of co communication, I, I saw a comment recently on that video that you did with Kyle. Where someone was like, I haven't updated it. Is it safe yet? And I'm like, okay, I got to get on with Jose so that we can be confident that yes, um, everyone should be able to get an update now from Rivian that is safe, yeah. ready to go. And yeah. in the future, you don't have to be super apprehensive against, you know, updating when it's time to update. Because again, like you said, you know, knock on wood, but like mistakes happen, but this should shouldn't be this isn't normal of Rivian. This isn't really normal in the industry, I'd say. This is a no. pretty like dramatic one. Um and that in right, general right. we shouldn't expect for this to happen again. Yeah. And I mean, um I saw that um there was actually like a like an actual um recall event placed in put in place mm -hmm. for like Rivian for the software update. Obviously, you know, 
again, it's all software related, so it was an easy fix, but mm-hmm. I think they just have to, put, you know, that information has to be put out there saying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so um, I saw that, and so people were making a big deal about, oh, look at that, Rivian has to have a software. But this has happened to Tesla before. This is not the first time. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee you it will not be the last time something like this happens to a manufacturer. Um, no. It's what happens, you know, when your vehicle is solely, to, you know, it's a computer on wheels, and that's just the easiest way I can put it. And I, I had family members reach out, oh, I saw the news on the on, on TV or whatever about Rivian vehicles breaking and it wasn't working anymore. I'm like, oh, I drove my car just fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. the screen didn't work for like a day, but they fixed it. So uh, it's yeah. not the end of the world, I promise. Yeah, exactly. So that's good. I think it can definitely be, it was concerning, of course, but not to blow it out of proportion is important too, to be like, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have happened, but you were able to drive your EV and felt safe. I think that safety factor is a really important thing to immediately jump on. So I know that you kind of spoke to this earlier, but what are your main takeaways from this scenario, both as like an EV driver, what is a lesson you can take away? And then also if, you know, what should Rivian be moving forward or other EV manufacturers, um, working with this kind of software be moving forward with in the future? Yeah, I mean, for Rivian, I think some important key facts are just communicate better, right? Like if something like this does happen or or anything, and, and I mean, not just in this aspect of like having to have something wrong happen, but like in general, just communicate more. Rivian has been very open about the fact that they love their community. They, they want to be involved with their owners and all that. Just, just, Tell us things, right? Don't Quicker. keep us in the dark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, because when we go, you know, eight, nine hours of not hearing anything, it's not reassuring, right? Like you suddenly see people like, oh, I'm going to sell this thing. I'm done with it. Like, blah, blah, blah. Th- that doesn't need, we don't need to get, we don't have to escalate to that point. Um, so, so I think that, and of course, in software development, it's just different. You know, there's different layers of protection and security that need to be placed. And I think for this one, um, I, I don't know Rivian's software cycle, right? I don't know internally how they do things, but I will say that um, we have checks and balances system in place when I do software development and we release things. And um, if a you know a, a certain piece of that software doesn't match what it's supposed to be released, it should have stopped, right? It should have never even made it to the point where it downloaded to the vehicle, right? Let alone installed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, something should have been detected there. So I think that's that's important. So and, and I think Rivian has learned from this. And again, I've spoken to some of the, the software team over there, and they're definitely going to tighten the belt and their grip. And, and I think, like I said, I feel confident that this exact error will not happen again. Um, but as an EV owner, you know, I, I, I tell people this, like, don't be afraid to update your vehicles. Like, you know, if, if it happens, it happens, and there's nothing you can do about it it will get resolved somehow, um, you know, and I, I, but, but to be scared of updating your vehicle and missing out on new things and safety and security, more importantly and all that. I mean, if you want to wait a couple of days, go ahead, you know, that's fine. It's not the end of the world, but um, I will continue to, you know, install updates day one. I will make sure to report on them. If something happens and something goes wrong, I'll report on that. If it's all great and dandy, I'll report on that too, right? We got to report on the good and the bad. Uh, exactly. And make sure that that people understand what's going on and continue to to you know see what they do. But I'm excited for Rivian's future, especially on the software side. They they build out some great stuff from my mm-hmm. I want to say you know almost year and a half of owning my Rivian. Um, they've done some incredible. It's a completely different vehicle, no different than a Tesla or anything like that. So we just got. I, I have faith that what they're doing is good, and uh, 
yeah, just um, to the owners out there, just, you know, know that they're going to do what's best interest. And they learned, right? They're, they'll hopefully learn from this mistake and, and improve. Yeah, super cool. And I, I really appreciate, you know, your in-depth knowledge of what's going on here as a Rivian driver. And I would love you to come back on the podcast and talk about, you know, maybe just Rivian software efforts in general, what the strengths sure. and, you know, maybe weaknesses have been. Um, I but I, <laughs> Yeah. And so everyone in the comments, like, let us know if you have in general, like EV software questions that maybe Jose could speak to. But of course, <laughs> with Rivian Tracker, that is your, maybe not expertise, but that is the information that you are diving sure, sure. into that you're helping to disseminate to the public and yeah. Uh, yeah, really appreciate your effort in general and um, your time today, because I think this really is yeah, clear and it's clearly for everyone. You're safe to update. This is a little bit of a dramatic whoops from Rivian for sure. But yeah, I mean, we're in a space where this has the potential to happen. So learning more about how it could happen and how to prevent it in terms, you oh. know, on their side, pretty, pretty cool to learn about. So yeah, thanks again, Jose, for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. And thanks for everyone for tuning into the Out of Spec podcast. We hope you have a great start to your December, and we will see you next time on the Out of Spec podcast. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.